This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. New Year, junkies and flunkies. Welcome to the first episode of 2023 of your home for everything National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA Saturday Special. I am Scott Criscolo, joined as always by the doctor. Dr. Happy, Jesus. happy, happy New Year, and you're stealing my uh, intro. You're supposed to be flunkies and junkies. I'm junkies and flunkies. Maybe 2023 we flip the script. Or maybe I'm still drunk from New Year's Eve. I don't know what a junkie or a flunky is. Without. Yeah, you were kind of, you were a little drunk. I was right. very yeah. I was I was kind of drunk. It was but it was a great time. I was happy to have a uh, a nice New Year's Eve party at Casa Doctor for the first time in three years. That was fun. Uh, enjoyed that. Hope everyone had a nice, safe Christmas and New Year's. We took last week off. We are back, uh, and we have a pretty good power to uh, to cover for you. Uh, this week, um, we in the off week that we had, because we obviously didn't have a show last week, they did a super power, but there wasn't anything we missed. There was no nothing involving the champion series. Uh, Jordan Clearwater <laughs> defended his uh, successfully defended his television title against Mercurio. Uh, the Fixers beat uh, the Morton family, beat the Fixers by pinfall. Uh, Jeremiah Plunkett won a triple threat against Trax and Garrison Creed. Uh, damage. Uh, which is one half of that Doom kind of team. I think Damage is... Uh, is that Marche Rocket? I think it is. Uh, beat the question mark two. Uh, Camille, in a non-title match, won by DQ over Kenzie Page. Ella Envy shoved the ref, and then Camille speared both of them. That was kind of cool. A double spear. She speared both of them. That was pretty great. And then the main event, our world's heavyweight champion, Tyrus uh, your national heavyweight champion, Scion, and your television champion, Jordan Clearwater, defeated La Rebellion and Joe Alonzo in a six-man tag. That was it. Thank you, uh, my good friend Josh Lopez, for help with my uh, notes. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at The Hoots Podcast. Now, this week, uh, this week's power uh, from Skyway was a big one because we were getting uh, – Obviously, uh, the team's down for the Champions Series. Um, so here we go. The teams, once again, to recap. I know Dr. G is not a fan of this. He just wants storylines. He wants cheating wives and blown-up cars and and chairs to the face. Tournaments? Gaz! That's what he thinks. Um, just like your pal Paul. Paul loves tournaments. Paul's still in charge. So everybody could stop shitting their fucking pants. God, that was annoying the last fucking two days. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that at the back end of the show. Anyway, so here's your teams. We have Team Great, 
which is Bully Ray, Tom Latimer, Judas, PJ Hawks, Angelina Love, Natalia Markova, Missa Kate, and Sal Renaro. There's Team Tyrus, which is Trevor Murdoch, EC3, Throw Billy Silas, Carnage, Allison Kay, Samantha Starr, Kayla Cassidy, and Rolando Freeman. Team Rock and Roll, which is Chris Adonis, Dak Draper, Matthew Mims. I'm not even going to call him Mims anymore. He shouldn't even have a first name with all of his losses. Maddie Rinkowski, Alex Taylor, Taya Valkyrie, Genocide, and Ricky Morton. And Team Rebellion, which is Odinson, Jax Dane, Colby Carino, although, as you all know, this is it for Colby Carino. Uh, Joe Alonzo, Kylan King, Max the Impaler, Ashley Damboys, and Bestia666. So I don't know if you know about that, Dr. G, but officially, as of this recording, uh, Colby Carino is no longer in the NWA. His contract's up, and he's gone. He's probably going to head to NXT and hang out with Papa. So enjoy Colby Carino these last couple of shows, because starting with the new tapings, he's gone. Which is a bummer, but he is going to greener pastures and probably more money. Uh, All right, so our first match in the semifinals, Team Tyrus, it's a six-man tag, EC3, Carnage, and Throwbilly Silas, taking on Odinson, Colby Carino, and Joe Alonzo. So a six-man tag, winner gets, obviously, points, if five points for a pin, six points if you win by submission. So, big one here. Uh, fun little six man. I like all six guys. Well, I like, yeah, I pretty much like all six guys. Um, I've, I've noticed so far, Dr. G over, uh, over time that people are starting to get 50, 50 on, uh, on, uh, EC3. Um, he's starting to get a little misshapen, but I just thought he was a solid, you know, in ring dude, but, um, you know how they, you know how the NWA feels about, uh, through Billy Silas. Um, so, solid match in the climax. Carnage with a rear chin lock, then Alonzo with some heavy body shots. Carnage pulls Alonzo down to the mat. Alonzo sidesteps Carnage into the turnbuckle. Silas tags himself in. Alonzo avoids the running elbow drop. Then Silas goes for a spine buster, but Alonzo counters with a DDT. Silas tags in EC3. EC3 stops Alonzo in his tracks, then goes for a belly-to-back suplex, but Alonzo lands back on his feet. Alonzo with a step-up and Zaguri was a nice move. Alonzo crawls under EC3's legs. Alonzo tags in Odinson. Odinson hit with a couple of uppercuts, then a twisting neckbreaker, following that with a back body drop to Silas. So he got went in as a house of fire. Um, uh, Odinson delivers the pounce. I love his pounce. It's not as good as Monty Brown's, but it's good. Then a side, Odinson with a side slam. He tags in Carino, gets an assisted swanton bomb, but EC3 denies the sunsetter. Silas hits the thrill ride, and then EC3 makes Carino tap out to the purpose. So EC3, Carnage, and Thrillbilly Silas get the win by submission. So Team Tyrus gets six points. I'll tell you uh, the truth. I mean, I'm not a big for these tournaments, but the, the matches have been very, very well done. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I don't I think we've always said there's been very few shows, and there was one a few weeks ago that pissed us off, but there's one thing, and even a grizzled Sean kid can't can't deny this. The booking of things may not be great at times, but it is very rare that we get shitty wrestling matches in the NWA. That that cannot be denied. Right. We get solid, good. Uh, and listen, let's uh, let's matches. put it for where it's at. 
this, you know what the NWA is like, if you want to, for those who are baseball fans, they're kind of like the independent league, you know, like, so you have, you know, like NXT is like a minor league. Um, so like, a, you know, affiliated minor league, but they're like almost like an unaffiliated minor league system. I mean, look at Carino's probably going to get a contract with WWE. A lot of these guys do go to the greener pasture. So it seems like Billy's having to, I'm not saying he's creating them because a lot of these guys were on ind- independence already, but he's mm-hmm. giving them a little bit more of, you know, uh, a showcase. Uh, because, you know, now, obviously, uh, one of the headlines, obviously, is that they're back on YouTube again with the powers. So, I mean, you have, they already have 250,000 subscribers, so at least it's, it's out there readily available for everybody, uh, more people to watch. Mm-hmm. So it just gives them more of a platform. Right. And honestly, if you liked the NWA All Access, it's not that big a deal because the Fight Plus subscription, which is pretty much everything, almost everything, is the same price. Five bucks a month or 50 bucks for the year, and you're getting more stuff. So NWA is probably still getting a, a piece of that. But probably not a ton. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they they obviously have a contract with with Fight for their pay per views and all that. So, um, I don't know how it originally did. I think they needed to get some infusion of cash, and maybe with the this model, you know, the model they had before gave them an infusion of cash. But, but then they realized that maybe he thought he was going to get a TV contract. The thing right. is, is that you have to, in order for people to want to order Fight TV or order a pay per view, you have to have. People, you need to get a. Uh, and only way people could really watch NWA. I mean, obviously they did put it on YouTube after the fact. Um, you know, a few days after the fact. I think you have to give um, a, a way for more people to to be able to watch the product. I, I I mean, it's hard because he's private company, so I really don't know what the um, uh, where the revenue streams are coming how the contracts are laid out. You know, it's funny, years ago, we didn't give a crap about those things. But now that, you know, the business has kind of opened up, you know, behind the scenes, now it kind of makes you want to know, you know, like, how, what is what is his business model? Because I, I, I don't see him making any money off this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't either. But I learned something. I, I, I've kind of changed my thinking on stuff like this because of news that has come out over the past couple of days involving the flamethrower when it pertains to things like business models and that shit. And, and I, I'm getting to the point now where I've stopped caring and just want to watch wrestling. But having said that, that's a different, the NWA is a different beast because it's much smaller, but we'll get to some news in a little bit where my has kind of changed my thinking on what kind of wrestling fan I am. But in any event, six points for Tyrus because of the submission. Next match, our other two teams go head to head. Uh, Taya Valkyrie from Team Rock and Roll goes against Angelina Love from Team Great in a semifinal match. Um, Taya is one of those ones that's bouncing back and forth between NWA and Impact. Um, Angelina has pretty much strictly been in NWA for the time being. Uh, this was a solid match um, in the uh, climax against, thank you, Josh Lopez. Angelina Love with some forearm smashes. Taya reverses out of the Irish whip. Then uh, Angelina hits a tilt-a-whirl, head-scissors takeover. They run into each other. Uh, Taya hits a sit-out rear mat slam for one, then hits a running elbow smash. She follows that with a corner clothesline. 
then a running hip attack, delivering the shotgun Meteora for two. I like that move. Uh, Valkyrie kicks Love in the chest, then she applies a rear chin lock, Angelina with elbows into the midsection of Taya. Then Love decks Valkyrie with a jawbreaker. Love sidesteps her into the turnbuckles. Love with a couple of diving clotheslines. She scores the elbow knockdown. Love sends Valkyrie into the corner, then drops her with a running bulldog for two. Then Taya dodges the Botox injection and then connects with the road to Valhalla for the win. So a pinfall victory for Taya Valkyrie and Team Rock and Roll, captained by our junior heavyweight champion, Kerry Morton, five points. So big five there. Our next match, uh, a big one, Team Rebellion, Max the Impaler. Uh, Team Rebellion puts up Max the Impaler and Ashley Damboise against Team Tyrus, which is Samantha Starr and Kayla Cassidy. Uh, this is a elimination here. If Team Tyrus wins, they move on to the finals. If Team Rebellion wins this match, we go on to another match. So big match here, and uh, we'll see what happens. Max body slams Amboise on top of Cassidy. Then Amboise with a running leg drop, a curb stomp of her own for two. Amboise applies a front face lock. Cassidy reverses out of the Irish whip, then hits a corner clothesline, tags in Star. Remember, Samantha Star is uh, Baby Doll's daughter. Star ducks a clothesline from Amboise. Star with a uh, with a running hip attack following a snapmare takeover. Star drives Amboise face first into the canvas over and over again, then goes for a two count. Star punches her in the back. Amboise comes back with a jawbreaker. She tags in Max. Max levels Star with a body elbow uh, with a body avalanche, then hits a series of corner clotheslines. She's laying the wood. Impaler with another Beal throw for two. She sends Star into the corner. Star with a running uh, with a back elbow smash. Max with a corner spear. Amboise makes the blind tag. Star sends Impaler shoulder first into the steel ring post. Amboise with a running lariat, then a flipping neck breaker for two. Star blocks the urinage slam. Star kicks Amboise in the gut and then connects with the starstruck DDT. To pick up the win. I'm sure nobody was happy about this, but Samantha Starr and Kyla Cassidy win by pinfall. And uh. Team Tyrus, captained by your world's heavyweight champion, moves on to the finals. So, I'm sure no one's thrilled, but too bad. <laughs> so, there you go. It's his company, and he can do whatever he wants, right? Exactly. So, Team Tyrus. Now, of course... Team Tyrus is probably not going to win the champion series because, again, storylines. Why would you have your world champion win? Uh, why would you have your world champion win this and then he has no opponents? Unless somebody within his team challenges him, which would actually be pretty great. So let's That's keep. That's probably what's going to happen. That's let's take I mean. that into consideration, everybody. Uh, Tyrus doesn't have to go after any belts, but if his team wins, shit. Somebody within his team can challenge him. Got to remember that. So anyway, so they move on. Who will they face? Will they face Team Rock and Roll? Team Great. Let's take a look. It comes down to the women again. Team Rock and Roll, Genocide, and Maddie Rankowski will take on Team Great's combo of Natalia Markova and Missa Kate. So if Team... Rock and Roll wins, they move on to the finals to face Team Tyrus. If Team Great wins, we go to sudden death. Well, I think this is how they're going to create their storylines a little bit, because you know there's going to be something that happens. Remember, you're putting people together that normally— I've been saying that the whole time. Yes, it's just like the Royal Rumble, Battle Royals. It's just—when you're—you know what it is, Doctor? When you're getting out of, like, pay-per-views and stuff, sometimes you just need to hit the reset button on creative— 
And this is a good time to do that. Don't forget, too, is unfortunately, as, as we've seen, the NWA roster is always kind of fluid. So you got to kind of see what you got every once in a while. And you may need to do a little resetting. It doesn't hurt. It's not like WWE or AEW where you got guys locked in for years and years. So, you know, you need stuff like this. So anyway, yeah. the ladies will decide this. The ladies. Fun match. You know me with genocide. Love her to death. Uh, Kate slaps Rinkowski in the chest. Hmm, can I? Then throws haymakers at Rinkowski. Maddie reverses out of the Irish whip from Kate. Kate ducks a clothesline from Maddie. Kate with a belly to black suplex. Kate knocks genocide off the ring apron. Maddie dodges the spinning heel kick. Kate avoids a roundhouse kick. Then Kate repeatedly kicks Maddie in the back. Kate applies a deep hammer lock. Uh, Kate fights out of the fireman's carry position. Kate tags in Markova. Markova with a forearm smash. She drop kicks the left knee of Genocide. Genocide hits the spine buster for two. Kate avoids the reality check. Big boot exchange. Markova with a missile drop kick. Following a snapmare takeover and a tag, Markova makes Renkowski tap out to a double arm bar. Knowing they needed six points, clutch Natalia Markova comes through with a submission victory. So Natalia Markova and Missa Kate win by submission. Team great with six points, which means, Dr. G, we go to sudden death. I really do love uh, the women's division in the NWA, though. I agree. So do I. So do I. Fairly awesome. I agree with you. They always show up. Um, Yeah, it's pretty. I do see Camille in the WWE, though, in the next couple of years, though. Uh, I think so. I think so. I could see her being like an Oscar and being an exceptional NXT world champion for a few years. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, we'll see how that works out with her if she keeps winning. I could see her finishing undefeated. I could see her doing in the NWA what Oscar did in NXT and just forfeit the title to move on and then. You know, and then she retires undefeated. We'll see. Anyway, we have our we have our sudden death match. It is a tag match as Team Great, which is Scion, our national heavyweight champion, and Sal Renaro, Sal the Pal, takes on the Morton family. So Carrie and Ricky versus Scion and Sal the Pal. The winner. Moves on with the winner's team moves on to the finals to take on team Tyrus. And uh, now the team switched up after the first round. So I wonder if they switch it up again to the finals. That would be very interesting. In any event, Ricky walks towards uh, Austin Idol, starts jaw jacking with him on the outside. Scion attacks Ricky from behind, then hits a forearm smash. Scion rolls Ricky back into the ring. Two forearm smashes, then three back elbow smashes. Scion really laying into the old man. Following a snapmare takeover, Scion starts running his mouth. Uh, you can tell because he's got giant teeth. Uh, Scion with some hammer elbows. Then Scion applies a rear chin lock, rams his boot across Ricky's face for two. Scion stands on Ricky's hair. Scion wraps an armband across Ricky's eyes. The referee tells Carrie to get out of the ring. Scion tags in Sal. Sal starts biting Ricky's forehead, then a back elbow smash. Ricky's displaying his fighting spirit. As Joe Galley would say. <laughs> Fighting spirit. Sal hammers down to the back of Ricky's neck. 
Bernardo uh, Sal tags in Scion. Scion sends Ricky to the corner. Ricky sidesteps Scion into the turnbuckles. Carrie and Renaro are tagged in. Carrie dodges the Polish hammer, hits a forearm smash, and two Polish hammers of his own. Carrie uh, kicks Sal in the gut, then a twisting neck breaker. He whips Renaro across the ring, power slams him for two. Ricky then clotheslines Scion on the outside. Renaro dodges the kiss at goodbye, but Carrie blocks the super kick and connects with the kiss at goodbye himself to pick up the win. So our junior heavyweight champion does it himself. The captain of his own team does it on his own. The Morton family wins. They get the points. And Team Rock and Roll versus Team Tyrus in the finals. Which I probably would have picked that in the beginning. Yeah, probably too. Uh, Which means at the moment, now again, I don't know if they redraft because they did that after the first round. Team Tyrus, captained by our world's heavyweight champion, is Trevor Murdoch, EC3, Thrill Billy Silas, Carnage, Allison Kay, Samantha Starr, Kyle, uh, Kayla Cassidy, and Rolando Freeman. Of course, that little fucking shitbag's got to be in this still. And Team Rock and Roll, captained by our junior heavyweight champion, Kerry Morton. Chris Adonis, Dak Draper, Mims, <sighs> Maddie Rinkowski, Alex Taylor, Taya Valkyrie, Genocide and Ricky Morton. There's your teams. And of course, Rolando Freeman is still standing. I'm sure this will come down to a tiebreaker. Rolando Freeman, who will probably pick Tyrus and somehow Rolando Freeman wins the World Heavyweight Championship because somehow Rick, Billy thinks that's good. But I don't know. Maybe I'm getting jumpy. <laughs> uh, anyway, good episode of Power and uh, good matches. And, of course, you can watch it now on YouTube because it premieres now on YouTube. Uh, if you are listening to this Saturday morning, uh, you will have a brand-new episode of NWA USA coming up in a few hours. That's still on YouTube. That drops at noon. Um, if you don't have YouTube but you have Fight TV, the, the episodes are on Fight TV, too. So don't worry about it. This is a good-length episode, too, Doctor. I think it was almost an hour. It was like 59 minutes. Maybe uh, – I don't know, excuse me. I don't know if this works right, but I feel like, Doctor, when they were doing the shows, I will say this, when they were doing the episodes just on YouTube, I felt like the episodes were longer. Yeah, I agree. Uh, between 50 and 55 minutes. I feel like when they were on Fight TV, we very rarely had a, an episode of Power longer than like 45 minutes, and I felt getting gypped at times considering we're paying for it. Now we're not. We're getting more stuff. So I kind of dig that. So there we go. Of course, the next uh, NWA pay-per-view is... Uh, uh, Nuff said. Nuff said. said, which is on. What's the date for that again? You can tell I was out of it during. Oh, geez, it's, I, it's in it's in February. Yeah, my. You know what? I'll be honest with you. It's like I just think in our personal life, we have so much stuff going on. I can't even keep track of the dates anymore. What is with our lives? Why are they? Why are? Why is our life getting in the way? I mean, really. Why is life getting in the way, huh? What needs to work? I mean, seriously. It's just a fucking inconvenience. Just give me the money and let me live. That's all I ask. Why can't I close my... Oh, there we go. NWA. February 11th. Enough. Yeah, it's February 11th, 2023. Egypt Shrine Center. That's right. Oh, so they... Okay, there we go. So there's an official... There's an official place. Uh... Oh, you had a place? They didn't announce the place. I don't. I don't have it here. Uh, Wikipedia does not have a place. It just says it's Tampa, on, Florida. It's on the uh, NWA site. Oh, okay. 
I I don't know what the Egypt <laughs> Egypt Shrine Center is, but hey, I don't either. But anyway, that's where it is, and that is on um, February 11th, Sunday night in Tampa. So at least they're somewhere different. So still be cool if they were in you know uh, the Northeast, but you never know. Crockett Cup in Baltimore. I'll drive. Uh, anyway, so there we go. So we'll have a new episode of NWA USA today, if you're listening to this on Saturday. And of course, this coming Tuesday, a new episode on YouTube of Power. Um, so, of course, I want to talk about this with you, Dr. G, because we were talking a minute ago about the NWA and business models and stuff. And, of course, the big news in WWE is that uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is not dead. The cyborg is running strong. He has booted his way into the um, board of directors room, got rid of three board of directors because he can. He owns the most stock. And he brought back himself, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, which is funny since he fired both of them. So they might, somebody said they might as well wear <laughs> they might as well wear Briscoe and Patterson stooge masks. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, now, of course. This is where wrestling, this is where I get like pissed off. Like immediately, oh, that's it. He's going to take over. Everybody's getting fired and Triple H is gone. And we're going to have Goldberg winning 50 belts and Brock Lesnar is never going to lose and show up. And everybody, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Shut up. This is all about spinach. Spinach. It's all about the Shkarol. He wants to be involved in the media rights negotiations and a possible sale of the company. Because I feel like in 2023, it is somewhere going to happen. That's it. He just wants his piece of the pie. That's all he wants. Well, remember, he was the uh, majority stockholder. He yeah. still had a lot more power than people thought. Um, he was more involved, I don't care, behind the scenes. And uh, he realized that, I think he realized that that Triple H was more liked and all that stuff. I think, you know, I think he realized it. So I, I think he will leave it alone. Um, but it'll be interesting to see over the coming months and see if they actually will sell. I, I, I It's so hard for me to believe, but he is 77 years old. Like to see him not owning that company anymore. It is weird. And everybody can cry all they want. Oh, what a scumbag. Guess what? He's playing by the rules. He owns the stock. So you can all sit there and pretend that you know more than everybody else. Can we just watch wrestling? Can we just put the show on and watch it? We don't. Uh, Dr. G and I have TV experience. I'm obviously still in the TV business, but he was in the TV business for a while as well. We get it. We know ratings. We know the back behind the scenes. I know people that work for companies. Um, I understand it. And I still don't give a shit. I just want to put on wrestling and watch it. So stop going on Twitter and fucking Facebook and all over social media, pretending like, you know, anything that's going on. You're not just shut Just enjoy the wrestling. Stop worrying about the fact that Cody Rhodes is not going to win the rumble. And he's going to have to face Goldberg and Brock Lesnar in a triple threat match and, and get pinned, double pinned. I mean, seriously, get a job. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it, it just really pissed me off the last couple of days. This is all a spinach grab. That's all this is. There was an employees meeting today, 
It has already been confirmed that Triple H is not going anywhere. He's still in charge of creative. And okay. there was Damn. he met with the roster on SmackDown, and everything is fine. Vince just wants his pieces of the pie before he croaks. So chill the fuck out. I'm sorry, I love all of you. You're all my you're all Dr. G and I love our flunkies and junkies. Yeah. And maybe most of you are are thinking rationally like Dr. G and I are. But some of you probably pooped your pants the minute you saw the name Vincent Kennedy in command. Guess what, everybody? He's doing what he's supposed to do as a majority owner, and that is get his piece of the pie. You all thought he was just going to get kicked out because he banged a bunch of 20-year-olds. No, that's not how that works. One thing has nothing to do with the other. He's going to have to lie in bed at night and realize what a lecherous sleazebag he is. And I'm sure his father in heaven is not very proud of him right now. But guess what, Vince? Your father in 1983 knew when to walk away. He sold his company. Time for you to. Now, he's not selling it to a McMahon, but he's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be sold. And then there are people, supposedly, and I don't think this is true. There's people on Twitter like, oh, Tony Khan's gonna buy AW or a, 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 buy WWE. Are you fucking serious? He does nowhere near the amount of money to buy to buy WWE. You're so stupid. <laughs> you should have heard you should see some of these people. Tony Khan could merge them and we have one big happy family. Yeah, you are so stupid. Well, first of all, it's not, not gonna happen. He does not have, he does not have like he's gonna WWE is gonna be worth at least, at least what? A few hundred million. Oh. If not more. But what are you on drugs? No, they're a billion dollar company. They're a billion dollar yeah. company. Tony Khan does not have a billion dollars. I mean, does neither does I his mean, father? I mean, could his father probably do it with some investors? Of course he can, but it's not going to happen. If he has a company already, why would he? I mean, yes, I know WWE does have a lot more uh, to it now. It, it, WWE, because of their entertainment part of the company and the the, the movie studios, yeah, they're it could be worth two billion. I I really don't know. I don't know really. You know, because it, it depends on what the stocks. Now the stocks went up twenty dollars today. See, see, it's weird. Uh, morally, people don't care for Vince McMahon, but because Vince is going to get involved in the television, because he 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 helped get the last rights package, that makes investors feel okay. Now he's back. He knows what he's doing. Whether you like him or not, that's that's nothing to do with it. I mean, I'm you know like. Morally, he's wrong, but I'm just saying what he does as a business person and what he brings to the table. And listen, we could criticize him now. Maybe he's a little past his prime, and but everybody wrestling is what it is because of him today. Whether you like the way he went about it or whatever, but you know what? He had balls to do it in the '80s. And you know, don't don't make these promoters that were in these local territories out to be saints either. So, right. you know. They just they just weren't smart enough. They didn't have the balls enough to do what he did. You know, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I'd be very interested to see if he if they actually sell the company. I think if they do sell the company, there's going to be something where contracts where at least, you know, five year contracts probably for Stephanie, Triple H and all that. And then after that, then the company that owns them, you know, does whatever they want to do. 
Well, the company that owns them, depending who owns them, is not just going to dump all these guys and bring It's going to be somebody like Disney or something. It's going to be a major company. It's going to be a company that just wants the to make profit and have television. That's all it's going to be. It's probably going to be a media company. Yeah, it's going to be Dis- it's going to be one of the big entertainment company. Yeah, it's it's going to be Disney, it's going to be Fox, it's going to be Universal. Uh I don't think it's going to be Amazon because they're not going to want you're not going to put Raw and SmackDown on Prime Video. That's not going to fucking happen. You you need they need to be on a you, they need to be on like a real company, you know, with like real television. Obviously Warner Brothers and Discovery will not buy them because they're cutting money and right now, you know, people think AEW is not going to uh Programming is very big right now because, again, there's so many people recording and, uh, you know, with with, you know, on their, you know, DVRing and all that. So they like live programming. That's why the baseball contracts locally have become high, because there's not a lot of live programming for for the advertising. So it's very, very big and live. WWE will always because their ratings they're not going to be what they were years ago. And no, nobody has ratings what they had years ago because there's just so much out there. But they bring in tons of money uh, because live programming brings eyes, you know, like because, you know, it's, it's must-watch TV, you know, because people Correct. don't want to watch. Um, I mean, yeah, we've all kind of gotten conditioned. Okay, I don't have to watch it, but... Because of the way um, social media is now, if you really don't want, I mean, you truly have to stay off your phone. If you don't want to know what's going on or what happened, you have to totally just stay away from your phone, which unfortunately, as the addicts that we are with these stupid things, (laughs) is not going to happen. So Mm -hmm. it's, listen, I, I don't, me personally, I don't think he was totally away from the company anyway. Come on. Now, did he let Triple H and everybody do their own thing? Yes, but I'm sure he had some influence somewhere along the line. Come on. They're family. You don't think they're... He's been living that business most of his life. You think he's not going to talk well, about I it? Well, I saw some interesting... Uh, I think he was on his own. I think he was kind of pariahed out of the family. I think they're... Forget the business part of it. What he did to Linda was just disgusting. I mean, in that aspect. It is, and, and maybe they had, you know... You know, maybe they just have a a mutual thing, you know, just to stay together for the public part of it. And, mm. you know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're together. Um, there were, there was there were there were a rumor. I, I don't know. It was Brandon. No, it wasn't Brandon. It was I, I don't know if it was Alvarez. Somebody said that the minute that uh, uh, the minute that they heard Vince was, you know, quote back, they didn't know what capacity Two thirds of the roster said they would quit and wouldn't care if they got sued. They would walk into the board. They'd walk into the boardroom and rip the contracts up in all their faces. Like they wouldn't even care. They wouldn't care if they got sued. They wouldn't I, care. I, I think mean, that's. Trust me. They knew when they come in there that some of the talent was going to be scared, and that's why they had Triple H go speak to them. It. it this was all carefully done. Trust me. I mean, it, come on. Vince knows that right now that. He's not very well liked. But does he care? Uh, no, he never cares about anything. I mean, he, he listen, the guy's crazy. I mean, I know that, you know, we, you're getting upset with some of the fans of uh, some of the people out there. It just depends on how they approach it. But 
He could wake up tomorrow and go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I own this. I own. I have the controlling stock. This is what I'm doing. Fuck you, Triple H, all of you. I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I don't like these contracts. I'm getting rid. He could do that. I mean, he technically could do that. Just like you said, he could come back, but he he was able to come back the way he did. And here's the problem too: is no one's. Here's the problem. The problem is well, not the problem. Here's the dilemma. They're never going to get hit in the wallet. So everybody could cry and bitch and moan all they want. Everyone's still going to go to WrestleMania. Everyone's still going to go to SummerSlam. Everyone's still going to go to live events. They're still going to make money. And he they're going to make money because they created such a brand that it's right. a monthly event. It, even the casual wrestling fan will go yep. to these shows. You want to watch now? Dun- they may. Dun- they may not be watching the product on a weekly basis. They may not go to the smaller pay-per-views. You know the the you know the regular, you know the, not the big the, the, second, the big four. secondaries secondaries. But they're gonna they're going to come out for the big shows, and that's where they make the bulk of their money. And they, that's why they don't give a shit. No, now, I don't know. Are they, they gonna get they the same need, kind of? Are they gonna get the same kind of contract? What are you Fox? doing over there? Sounds like you're cooking meth. You're right over there. I keep hearing clanging. You making meth? That's my um. Are you uh? Are you cooking? Oh, is that what's in there? Oh, I see. Are you in some basement with Tony Khan? Uh, uh, here's the problem. You want to talk about a disappointment? You know, I used to just give you hell because I I really didn't care for Tony Khan. To be honest with you, I just was just trying to just get you going. But I really thought that he was kind of a humble guy at first, and I think he truly wanted to. You know, he was a fan that really wanted to build a wrestling company, and he kept saying, "Oh, I'm not going to compete. I'm just being an alternative WWE." Nah, he's, he's an asshole. Um, he's an asshole. But, but he's no bigger of an asshole than Vince McMahon is. You know, he's trying to do his thing. You know, so I mean, you know, uh, but like, it's never going to be. Vince doesn't care at this point. He just wants his money. If if a if a mania bombs, eh, fuck off. Understand that what people don't understand. Anybody that starts a wrestling company like Tony Khan did, listen, he came a long way in a few years. I mean, it's amazing. Probably the most of anybody since WCW. But it took Vince McMahon thirty something years to get to this point. They to build a, a not only a wrestling empire but also entertainment. It takes a long time. It's I mean, it's amazing what Tony's been able to do. With the merchandising and all that, I mean, he, because there was a model out there already, he was able to take it and kind of, and again, these guys have experience, they're running a sports team and all that too, so it's amazing what they're doing, but to get to WWE's level, to be the, listen, when people think of wrestling, they automatically think of WWE. It's like you're in the 80s, when you heard wrestling, you you said Hulk Hogan, you didn't say Ric Flair. You didn't say the guys that were in the NWA. Sorry, you know what? They may have been better wrestlers, and we may have maybe enjoyed them, but people thought of Hulk Hogan, which is WWF, because WWF knew how to do it. Marketing is the key. Now, you would think with the NWA, with Billy, he's a musician, and he's marketed his band very well over the years. You would think that maybe he would bring some of that to the wrestling business. But, you know, I don't think he has the resources to do it right now. 
Mm. So I think I think the thing is, let's see how this all plays out. Everybody needs to chill out. The 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 roster's been spoken to. Trust me, this is all calculated correctly. People, Vince is not stupid, and the people who are, you know, Triple H, Stephanie, they knew they had to. The way they released the press releases, the way they let everybody know Triple H is talking with the talent, they knew what they were doing. Vince mm-hmm. is Vince. You're not going to stop this guy. <laughs> That's what made him successful. Uh, guys like that, they're successful because they don't quit. So anybody that thought that Vince was not coming back was in a fantasy world. Now, again, we'll see. Are they truly going to sell the company? Or is this just the, or is he just going to negotiate the TV contracts and then just keep a hold of the company and then see where they go from there? I don't know. But why would you ruin, if Triple H is starting to put, put, put things in the right direction, why would you want to mess with that? Yeah, because he's nuts. He, I mean, again, people like that. Look at all these. Uh, maybe that's why we're not billionaires. They have eccentric personalities. Look at Elon Musk not paying rent, uh, firing everybody. I mean, these people, they just they're so intelligent and so they're just wired differently. They're. They like people fearing them, and it's it's a it's a power thing, you know. And but that's why they're successful. I'm not saying that there aren't successful people that are good people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not not saying that. I'm just I'm not saying they're bad people. They're just eccentric. And Vince is very eccentric, and he knows that he holds the power. He has the pen. He is the main stock, you know, the, the, you know, has, uh, holds the most stock in the company. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, I feel like we did main event now for this part of the show, but. <laughs> well, we talked a little about this on this week's episode of main event, which is already on the network. We did it. Uh, uh, that dropped yesterday. So we, Nate, Steve, Pete and I talked about it a little bit. We mostly talked about new Japan wrestle kingdom. Cause that was a great show earlier in the week, but, uh, I guess for me, I'm just burnt out on talking about this crap. Like, I just want to watch wrestling. Why do we have to pretend like we're so smart when we're really not? We don't know what's going on. We don't own we don't own millions of dollars in stock. We don't go to these meetings. We don't why do we go on social media and pretend like we're big shots? We're not. Just watch wrestling and be quiet. Well Is that hard? That's so hard. Yeah, I, I think again, just like everything tired of know it alls. Even in sports, even in sports, we we got so much information thrown at us at all times that this stuff does bog you down from actually enjoying the sport itself. I mean, come on, we're the biggest baseball fan. Analytics and what they're doing in the front office and what are they doing and the drama going here and the drama. It's like, oh, my gosh, after a while, it's like there's just too much information sometimes. And then it taints you on things. And it's like, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to say I want to be old school because I do like the, the technology today for many reasons. But there's sometimes where in wrestling, especially as a wrestling fan, there's no element of surprise anymore. And when they do do it, it's like, wow, it's like, you know, it's amazing. How did they keep that quiet? You know, 
Right. What yeah. would you say is what would you say is the last major surprise where you didn't know about it in wrestling? And it, it, it like shocked you. Even even Stone Cold coming back last year, that wasn't really it was rumored, but and you knew it could be a 50-50 thing, but it really wasn't a surprise per se. No, it wasn't a surprise for me. The last thing I can think of, and it's probably another, and I'm just not thinking, is Bischoff coming out. That was pretty wild. Uh, uh, no, was it at 03? 02? 03? 02. Summer of 02. Yeah. Summer of 02. Uh, well, I mean, WCW buying, WWE buying WCW, that'll always make me laugh. Um, oh, God. Um <laughs> Yeah, something we're missing. I just, I just don't know what it. I can't think of it right now. The Spider Lady beating Wendy Richter. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm original, just, I'm any just, original screw job. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying in recent years. Um, like, what What is you know like because because there's so much out there now. There's that you just can't get surprised anymore. Well, the other problem. The other thing too is. Is nobody wants like a lot of these promotions and also a lot of these networks don't want surprises because they want ratings. If you just do a regular show and then a surprise pops up, you could have gotten more ratings if you had told them, hey, like they didn't like Tony Khan did not keep his mouth shut that CM Punk was coming to AEW because they wanted the giant mega rating on that episode of Rampage in Chicago when he debuted. So. You know, that kind of stuff is what happens. Now, it's, you're not going to get wrestling surprises because you're, you want a built-in audience ready for when somebody comes back. No, you're right. And, and uh, so wrestling surprises aren't going to happen like they used to. Like, we knew Cody. We don't want to say that Cody coming out at Mania was a surprise because you kind of knew, even though you didn't hear his name said, you kind of knew it was him. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Well, you know, but that's not really, again, with social media, surprises are gone. Nobody has any. There's no surprises. To be I guess, honest, yeah, maybe you could get surprised because nobody's really paying attention so much in the mainstream media. With the NWA, if you brought somebody out that you weren't expecting, maybe you get a little surprise there. But he can't afford to bring anybody big in. So, who, you know. Right. No, I agree with you. So, anyway, just wanted to. See what Dr. G's thoughts were on this whole scenario. And of course, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on it here. And we'll definitely keep an eye on it over on the main event as well, which just a uh, first episode of the year is on uh, the feed now. So check all your catchers, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Pods. Thank you very much for your support on the PTB Wrestling Network, because according to various internet charting, uh, we've been a top 100 podcast feed uh, for the last few months. Um, and that means the world to us because we're nonprofit. You know, there's two kinds of podcast network feeds or shows. There's the ones that make a ton of money and have a, a lot of capital backing. And there's ones wrestlers do. We're, we're neither. We're a bunch of non, we're a nonprofit, have fun, bunch of yokels who love wrestling and are a bunch of smart asses. And you are so awesome to listen to us blather like a bunch of doofs. And we mean, and that means the world to us. It really does. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, and we're going to keep bringing it to you. For like this weekend, we're having some fun on Stream Lounge. Go on Stream Lounge and uh, join uh, a bunch of us. We do various. We do something called streaming the classics now. Now that Peacock is on Stream Lounge, a lot of us are doing 
live watches of pay-per-views and we're doing themes. Of course, it's January, so we're doing Royal Rumbles. Uh, some guys have already done 91, 89. Join me and Michael Cook this uh, uh, Sunday night at 9 o'clock on Stream Lounge. We'll be live watching, in my opinion, the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, 2016, because Triple H won't. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, Dr. G knows. <laughs> Dr. G. I know, right? Nobody will listen to that. Dr. G knows the greatest uh, Royal Rumble of all time took place in Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York, of course, talking about 1992 when Nate won the Royal Rumble. So we'll be doing that. So join us. Hop on the chat. Watch with us. We have a chat going. We have a lot of fun. And we'll be turning them into podcasts, too. So that's that's a big thing as well that uh, uh, we're going to we're going to do as well. And we're going to do themed ones. Uh, Dr. G, I want you to join me for the one I'm doing in February. I'm going to be on a live. I'm going to do a live one. On Sunday, February 5th. So it's the off Sunday before the Super Bowl. It is February. So guess which one I'm doing? We're going to do. I'm going to do. I haven't picked my co-host yet. I'm kind of opening it up to you, Doctor. Because I think you'll have fun with this one. Chi Town Rumble, 1989. Oh, wow. NWA, February 20th, of course. The, the match everyone knows from that show is the first of the trilogy between Ric Flair and the Dragon Ricky Steamboat, but that show is actually pretty good top to bottom anyway. Uh, Luger Wyndham had their U.S. title feud, a bunch of other good ones as well. So uh, that'll be on uh, the 5th of February. I always do mine at 9 o'clock. It's easy for me. So, But that's next month. Join me. If you're listening to this on Saturday, join me tomorrow night, 9 o'clock on Stream Lounge. Myself and Michael Cook will be live watching the 1992 Royal Rumble. And a bunch of us here at the PTB Wrestling Network will be doing it. Uh, we've already done 1991. I think Greg Diener did that. Uh, 1989. Some of them turn to pods. Some just stay on Stream Lounge in the archive. Feel free to watch it anytime. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. So uh, check it out. Streamlounge.io. You can download it right onto your computer. I don't think it's an app on like Fire TV or anything like that. I don't think so yet. Anyway. Uh, and of course, all the great shows. We have a brand new show debuting Monday coming over from our good friends from the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. The Monday Night Project. Every Monday morning, 9 o'clock, it'll drop on the network. Luke and the guys who do the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast are going to uh, document the greatness of Monday Night Raw. Going back there right now, they're obviously very early in 1993. We, did, we dropped their episodes that they had over on their Patreon this week. But their official exclusive debut right here on the PTB Wrestling Network is Monday morning. So that's be every Monday morning at 9 o'clock that will drop. Um, also, if you listen to main event, uh, you already know, but I'll spill the beans anyway. A brand new podcast is also premiering this month involving me. Uh, join me and Steve Willie for Pod of Honor. We are going to go back through the archives of Ring of Honor now that it's in one place. Thank you, Tony Khan. You did something right. And we're going to do topics. Steve, Steve, Steve and I have been wanting to do this forever. And now that the ROH content's kind of in, in one place that's somewhat easy to navigate, we're going to do uh, themed uh, shows. We're not going to go chronologically all the way back to 2002 because there's a lot of holes uh, that, that, that we can't fill. But we're going to do topics, themes, shows, feuds. Um, I can almost guarantee you sometime down the line, we're going to do one on the 2004 feud between Punk and uh, Samoa Joe, because that's probably one of the greatest ROH feuds of all time. Um, Dr. G's been to a couple of ROH shows. 
Yes, I have. You, 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 you were with me during, and I actually talked about that show earlier on the episode of Main Event when you and I were in that sweat box in 2005 with uh, Punk and James Gibson and Matt Hardy and all. That was that was a fun show. And then, of course, we went to Supercard of Honor in 2013, right before uh, WrestleMania 29 weekend at Hammerstein when uh, Jay Briscoe beat Kevin Steen for the world title and they got to blast Give Me Back My Bullets, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that's premiering this month here on the PTV Wrestling Network. Keep an eye out for it. We're not sure when it'll drop, but sometime this month. Myself and Steve Willie, Pod of Honor. Pretty happy about that. Nice. Uh, that'll Yeah, pretty great. That'll do it for this week's uh, episode of the Saturday Special. Thank you for joining us. Episode much longer than I thought. We did a lot of yammering. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. You can follow the doctor on Twitter at Dr. GPTB. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. Uh, tpublic.com, type PTBW in the search. You can check out all our merch. We're going to be adding some new uh, logos uh, uh, to the uh, store. Uh, if you went on, uh, if you went on uh, the place to be.podbean.com site, you'll notice main event has a new logo, which is pretty cool. Uh, thank you to the tool man for our artistic endeavors. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy uh, the last regular season weekend uh, of the NFL as the playoffs start next week. Both our teams are in it, Dr. G. Dallas Cowboys and the New York Football Giants. Better watch out for those New York Football Giants. You know. New York Football Giants. That's right. Yep. Defense is playing well. We'll see if the offense can uh, match them. Uh, okay. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next Saturday morning. More NWA Saturday special. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Ciao.